Let us pray. Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin, to grow our love for you and for one another. Amen. One of the benefits that we've had of this quarantine time is that my family and I have had a lot of time to be around the table for meals, specifically dinner, uh, when Carrie gets home from work. We're not having to rush off to sporting events or school events or, or, or whatnot, which is, has been good, a, a chance to, to visit. But came to realize the other night that things have maybe uh, hit their peak awesomeness as Liesl was reading ingredients off of something that was on the table. And let me read them, them for you. Uh, purified water, soybean oil, mm, palm kernel and palm oil, yummy. Tricalcium phosphate, need that. Salt, mono and diglycerides, xanthan gum, lactic acid, lecithin, potassium sorbate, natural flavor, no real description other than just natural flavor, vitamin A palmitate, beta carotene, and vitamin D3. You read that and you think, hmm, yummy. Sounds really good. Almost, you know, too good to be good for you, maybe. And it's probably not. But those are the ingredients for country crock. I hate to say it, but I love country crock. You know, this fake butter that spreads really well. Kind of tastes like butter, sort of, maybe. Probably not. It's probably really bad for you, so I, I guess I'm, I'm confessing here. But it's not real butter. It's not even, I can't believe it's not butter. It's, it's those things put together. And you read the ingredients and you're like, wow, that just doesn't sound that great. And you taste it and it's okay, but it's not butter. Well, when it comes down to the resurrection, especially within our context, often within the Lutheran church, is that we're really good with ideas. We're really good with this Jesus idea thing, this idea about the resurrection. We're really good about hearing the story, turning it into a movie, enjoying it for, for what it is, but it often gets placed up there with the Easter bunny and with Easter eggs and, and whatnot. And the struggle for us, church, is that the resurrection story has to move from just an idea to an actual person. That's where our reading goes with us today. That's where Luther wanted, wants us to go. Martin Luther would want us to go from just this story of, of an idea of resurrection as, as life coming out of death as a possibility or hope of something that might be to an actual person that embodies that idea, that embodies the story, a, a personal resurrection. Because see, see, death is very personal. Death is something that we can quantify. We, we're doing it right now. We get the numbers from the CDC, from Dr. Fauci. All, all week, every day, we, we find out so many people died from the coronavirus. Or so many people have died from gunshots. Or so many people, we, we have those numbers. We can see them. We, we can realize that a particular person in our life is not here. So death is something very personal. 
Sin is even something very, very personal because your sins probably are not my sins. But one of the sins that we all suffer from, more often than not, is this lack of faith in a person as being the resurrection for us in Jesus Christ, trusting him to be true. And often we have to come to grips with the fact that on that cross on Good Friday died our death. On that cross on Good Friday died our unbelief in the possibility of resurrection. And that now the resurrection stands as this person for us. And that is a very hard turn for us to come to. And so God sends us a preacher. Who who does he send in the gospel story but an angel? And an angel is just a messenger, just a preacher. Someone coming with news. He's a herald announcing to us something. That you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he's risen just as he said. That's the story for us. That he's a physical person who died. The crucifixion part tells us that he was an actual real flesh and blood person who died. And then Matthew takes it a step further to include an earthquake. Something that startles us. Something that drives us to fear. Almost like where this virus is taking us. Living in fear in some respects. To jolt us out of our complacency. To jolt us out of our love of ideas. And to put us into the flesh and blood, into the now, into the real. And so this angel comes. He turns the the soldiers into dead men. The women are fearful, and he says, do not be afraid. Christ is risen. Now go and tell about it. And so they leave. And as they're on their way, Christ interrupts them again. He comes as the embodiment of the person who he is in the midst of their confusion, in the midst of their loss, in the midst of their fear. And he greets them as reality. He greets them as an actual person, not just an idea, not just something that we like to tell a story to our kids and then we go about our daily lives, but he comes as an actual person. Matthew includes the women falling down and worshiping him and grabbing his feet. Why? Because he was flesh and blood. Church, the gospel is about a real person, a real person who comes to us in our fear, comes to us in our anxiety, comes to us in our unbelief, and actually greets us and says, rejoice and be glad. My translation said greetings. Other translations say say, uh, um, something like hail, hello. But it's actually the word for rejoice, be glad. Why? Because the person of Jesus Christ is risen now for you. That, that, that death has died, death has lost. Our fear of death died on Friday and now our rejoicing in life to come stands for us this morning on Easter. An actual resurrection for us. As I've been spending my time studying, I came across a hymn. Luther actually uses it as part of an Easter sermon, but it's, it's an old German hymn, Christ ist erstanden. It's actually in both our LBW and our ELW. Uh, the, the LBW recaptured it again for us when uh, the, the old service book and hymnal removed it. But the words go like this, Christ is arisen. 
from the grave's dark prison. So let our joy rise full and free. Christ, our comfort, true will be. Wanting to put legs on Jesus. Flesh and blood on bone for you. To say that he is arisen, that the grave is empty. That we could have gone to find his body, but it's not there anymore because he's actually raised. Then it goes on, were Christ not arisen, then death were still our prison. Now with him to life restored, we praise the Father of our Lord. That if he had not risen, death would still have bondage over us. But it does not anymore, church. It does not. And so we can stand and confess that in the person of Jesus Christ stands the life and salvation. He is the resurrection and the life, he tells us. He who believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live, he says to us. Or Paul writes to us and says, if we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. But whether we live or we die, we are the Lord's. That our life stands within him and he holds the keys of life and salvation for us, that death has died and our sin along with it. So hold to that today, church. I decided to do my sermon out here outside to represent this freedom that we have in Christ, gifted to us away from death, away from fear. That yes, our fears and our anxieties are with us because we're human. But hold to that story of the truth of the gospel being Jesus Christ, risen for you. For he is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thanks be to God.